Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Tales. We've got another exciting adventure for you today. We're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I know you've all seen the movie. That's why you've requested this podcast. Uh, But I'm pretty sure most of you don't know much about the history of Guardians of the Galaxy other than what you saw in the movie. Um, And that's where we come in. So let's get right into it. There's actually two teams with the same name. Uh, There was a 1969 version of Guardians of the Galaxy, which ran up and through the early 90s. And then the reincarnation of the current team, as you saw in the movie, uh, which came out in May of 2008. So the first team uh, was first appearance was Marvel Superheroes number one. I'm sorry, number 18 in January of 1969, created by Arnold Drake and Gene Colan. Uh, the second team was Guardians of the Galaxy number one, May of 2008, created by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. And I put the uh, links in both in the show notes so that you can get a look at them. So they're two different teams, and that's the confusing part because they, people think, well, this is the movie, this is what it was. And that's not always true, as you've learned if you listen to our podcast. So let's look at the founding members. The 1969 version, and I'm going to try to pronounce these names, and, and don't worry if you can't pronounce them. Martinex Tanaga, Charlie, I'm sorry, Captain Charlie 27, Yondu Udanta, Starhawk, Alita, Nikki, and Major Vance Astro. Uh, all of these characters were the last remaining survivors of their planets or their systems or their uh, peoples. Um, Martinex usually went by Martinex and he was a crystalline man from uh, Pluto. Um, Nikki was a adventurer from Mercury. Major Vance Astor was an actually uh, an Earthman, a, a member of uh, the United States Air Force. So it's it's a it's a conglomeration of people from all over who are castoffs or leftover, and they're from the 31st century. So that's the that's the thing to remember. They are uh, future bound. Uh, the 2008 version was Star Lord, Rocket Raccoon. Drax the Destroyer, Groot, and Gamora, and there were two other members, Quasar and Adam Warlock, who didn't make it to the movie. So keep that in mind. They were original members in 2008, but they did not make it into the movie for various reasons um, attached to that. So those are the founding members of each team. So a jumping off point for the 1969 version, unfortunately there's no uh, trade paperback to really go to to look for these this group because it's really... They weren't a collection. They they were truly a D-list group of people and individuals. You really did. They had, they made some appearances over a period of time. The best place to find them is in Avengers Volume One, numbers one sixty-seven through one seventy-seven, and issue one eighty-one, which ran from January to November of nineteen seventy-eight and March of nineteen seventy-nine. That's where you're going to get most of what you're going to find out about these characters. Uh, and uh, admittedly, it's not that much. Because there wasn't that much, there was there were some other series uh, with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Actually, ran sixty nine issues into the nineties, but again, it wasn't that popular. It really, really wasn't. So it, it was canceled after sixty nine issues. The two thousand eight version, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, War of Kings Book One, and there there were other issues, but I think this one really starts to give you some backstory for what the movie showed you. Um, Star Lord is 
it was alluded to in the movie, and uh, spoiler alert, his father is the king. Okay? So when he's in the middle of that, beginning of that movie, looking up and, and taken up, he was captured for his father, who is a, a uh, uh, alien king, uh, and his mother was human. So that gives you some backstory on that. It's in the comics, so it's not really a spoiler, but uh, be aware of that. When I talked about the 1969 version, there was a gentleman named Yondu Udanta, and he would whistle and shoot arrows. He actually was the one of the protagonists in the movie and working as a bounty hunter. So he was blue. He whistled his arrow. You saw that. But that really wasn't who his character was outside of that franchise, the, the newer franchise. Uh, so they repurposed that character for some other reason. Um, top villain. In the 1969 version, it was the Badoon. Uh, and it was a... Basically, it was a empire, evil empire that they were fighting against. The Brotherhood of the Badoon or Brother Royal and Sisterhood of the Badoon. Uh, they're just basically evil, evil aliens who are trying to conquer the world. It, it reminds you a lot of the Nazi empire of uh, the 1930s and 40s. And that's why the 1969 version actually epitomizes and and uh, idolizes Captain America because historically he was a champion for freedom and defeated the Nazis, um, not single-handedly, but it seemed like in their history that's what it felt like. Uh, so they're from the 31st century, as I said. They come back in time. That's how they get into the current uh, timeline with the Avengers and Captain America, and they really that's where it all comes together for them. But the Badoon were their big... They eventually beat them and destroy them, but it's it's uh, somebody you know that it's pretty powerful empire that they're going up against, and against is a handful of individuals. It's not a large number of individuals. Uh, the Badoon were first seen in Silver Surfer Volume One, Number Two, in October of 1968. Now, if we move on to the 2008 version, uh, the Ronin, the Accuser, he's a Cree Accuser, and he's first seen in Fantastic Four Number 65 from August of 1967. So he's an older character who also was repurposed for uh, the 2008 relaunch and then the movie. So he was um, the big bad uh, for the movie that they were always going up against, blue-skinned, um, you know, kind of deal there. Now, the movie's like the comic books. Uh, the movie was much like the 2008 version, missing some characters, uh, missing an origin and characters. The 1969 version, not even remotely close, uh, based on the movies. It, it wasn't even the same characters. It was just the same name, Guardians of the Galaxy. So Marvel took, uh, like I said, a D-level group of individuals, heroes, what have you, and repurposed them in 2008 as a launch and turned that into a movie. Uh, pretty, pretty successful movie, as it turned out. Why do I like them? Um, they're both both versions are sole survivors of the worlds or civilizations or their families. Uh, they're outsiders and represent a feeling of loneliness. And I think that's key for how, how to understand them. that they, they come together accidentally in, uh, to fight a common good, whether it's the 1969 version or the 2008 version. Um, they they're definitely fighting something. The 1969 version was more of an overarching. Uh, empire they're fighting, whereas the individual animus for the 2008 version or the movie. So it's a different fight, but it's definitely a fight against something. 
There is a connection with one of the originals, um, uh, Major Vance Astro. He is come upon by Star-Lord, and they talk to him, and he's amnesiac. He can't remember what's gone on in the past from the original version. Uh, but they decide to take the name of his team, Guardians of the Galaxy, and repurpose it for their team. So that is the connection. They basically just take the name of the team. A similar purpose, but not really the similar purpose. Uh, they're more current timeline versus the original was the 31st century, so it was in the future. Uh, definitely a different uh, setup there. They have, these individual members have different goals, purposes, and timelines, but I, I enjoy both of them because of what they bring to it. And I enjoy both of them for the battles they step into. And I, and I pose this question to you. Imagine calling yourself the Guardians of the Galaxy and what that actually entails. So think about that. You're responsible for the entire galaxy. You're a handful of individuals expected to go out and protect self-proclaimed Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody really recognizes you, certainly not in the 2008 version, do they recognize you as Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a... It's a misconception to think that they can be everywhere at all times and they're the savior of all they're really not but that they aspire to a higher purpose so hence the name uh the original really was trying to defeat an empire and they felt like they were guarding the galaxy against that that encroachment of evil uh but think about what, what i'm saying there so the avengers are considered earth's mightiest heroes earth's mightiest heroes whereas these guys with less resources, less technology, less people are trying to patrol the entire galaxy. Yeah, maybe not quite the best uh, best representation of our, our true nature. And the original version, they really were trying to protect the galaxy. The 2008 version is more uh, adventurer-driven with the name Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's daunting to think that you can do all this, but that's what they try to do. They... They still put up a good fight. These people really are trying to uh, get together, and they have a shared experience. And it eventually develops into at least a begrudging relationship between the characters. If you saw the movie, you saw that interaction. They don't really love each other. They certainly may not even like each other most of the time, but they get along for that purpose. And maybe eventually it's like when you have a work relationship with people and a friendship outside of work. You may develop friendships with those people you work with, but most of them you won't. They're just your relationship you have at work, and it serves its purpose simply to advance whatever project or cause you're working towards. You may be friendly with them. You may be nice to them, but it doesn't. once you leave that job, you may or may not have any future contact with those people. And, and that's, that's kind of how the 2008 team was put together. Uh, they're really about a purpose most of the time. They bicker and they fight, and it's not a family. It's not a... It's not a shared goal all the time, but they're out. They've got some individual. I'm out for myself, but when my back's against the wall, I guess I'll have to join up with you and do what needs to be done. Um, and Rocket Raccoon kind of speaks the mind of the team, even if that's not always what you want to hear. And he really pretty much, you know, calls calls it out for what it is BS sometimes. But he still goes along with it because he still wants to be part of something. Because again, ultimately they're all loners and they all want to be part of something, even if they claim they don't want to be. So this is a good chance for them to be together. Uh, they work together, and even if they don't always like each other, they get a, they get the project done or the, the goal is reached. 
come hell or high water, this is what happens. So that's why I like them. I think we can all relate to being an outsider at times and craving that connection, even if we don't really feel that connection all the time, even if we have to manufacture it and tell ourselves there's a connection, then there's a connection. And that's what this is all about. So it's a, in a nutshell, it's an interesting grouping of people, not always the most interesting storylines, simply because it's a little tough when you, you don't have a real connection to them. You don't know that much about them, and there's a lot of backstory you've got to learn. So it's you can't just walk in and go, boom, I know everybody here, so it's easy to pick up and, and want to run with it. You really have to dig into it a little bit more, and that's where some of the jumping-off points can help you do that. So I hope you've enjoyed getting to know a little bit more about the Guardians of the Galaxy, at least both iterations of them. Um, the original's interesting. Uh, it's it's a late 60s when it's created, so it's not as hokey as some of the earlier stuff that's created by Stan Lee, but something to definitely be uh, be aware of and, and try, to, try to look at a little bit better. So hopefully that helps. I hope you've enjoyed this. Again, questions, answers quest, uh, that you'd like to have, please let me know. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Give us a rating if you like us. If you don't, please tell us why and uh, what we can do to improve. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you next time. I'm Chad. Goodbye.